Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. Fraud is the focus of our program to start today. Fraud is one of the major problems in society, and seniors are often a specific target. It's gotten to the point where the Calgary Police Service has a specific unit to deal with the issue. Susan Westenberger is part of the service's elder abuse response team. She joins us now to talk about some of the scams, and we begin with the grandparent scam. They first will hook you on the phone with a phone call. Um, the amount of intelligence they may have about a person is a little bit unknown, but you know they may just be kind of putting it out all over there, or they may have actually gotten some information through all kinds of different sources to know that they're actually calling an older adult or one of our, our seniors. And uh, they basically, um, because a lot of people inherently are very helpful, they almost always only have to say a few things. So they would call and say something to the effect, and there's a few different themes, but one of the themes is that they are someone from uh, law enforcement or a lawyer, and their fill-in-the-blank grandson, uh, granddaughter is in trouble and needs money urgently for bail, for legal representation, that they're, um, you know, not where they're supposed to be, so usually they're traveling, and um, they need you to do something about it right now or the jeopardy is huge for this person and um, they don't you know want you to tell usually anyone and they'll usually um, present that by saying you know when your grandson or granddaughter doesn't want you to call um, their mom and dad or or ask anyone about this because they're embarrassed they don't want anyone to know they're asking you because they know you'll help them and they trust you so um, they usually only have to say one sentence on the phone for a lot of people because of that uh, instinct we have to be helpful they call and say you know, either they pretend to be grandson or granddaughter, or they call and say they're calling on behalf of grandson or granddaughter. And um, usually the first thing people will say is, oh my gosh, what's happened to Peter? And so now they have a name. And oh, well, you know, Peter, and now they're using the name so that you feel very, you know, confident that they know who your grandson or granddaughter is, but they actually never did. You've offered that. Um, And then they will proceed to, you know, continue to personalize it and continue to really um, amp up the sense of urgency. There's been a crisis. There's either they're sick, they're in jail, they need legal representation. There's been a terrible car accident and we need you to send money right now or things are going to get worse. And whatever you do, please don't tell any of the other family about this. Does the money get sent uh, via a credit card generally? Does it get sent um, or are they, are they asked to send a, a check to a post office box or something like that or or um, some other means? Usually it is a wire transfer. So that's another, there's kind of a couple red flags, but anytime you're going to give anyone a credit card over the phone uh, without verifying things, uh, you know, that's potentially there's a lot of jeopardy there in terms of security. Any kind of wire transfer for anything like this, you should be suspect of. So, you know, if you need, um, if the call is of nature that you've got a very, very sick grandbaby and they need to be transferred to a different hospital, they need money to pay 
this, that, the other thing, especially if we're talking about in Canada, but really if you're talking about anywhere, most hospitals, especially not hospitals in Canada, do not want you to wire money to them. Mm-hmm. They don't want wire transfers of money. Um, so if it's anything to do with like, you know, going and uh, wiring money or providing, uh, you know, credit card over the phone. Um, the other big one, which um, is a bit out of my realm of understanding, but I have learned a bit about this from my colleague, is um, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So anytime anybody is asking you for anything, whether it's the grandparent scam or any other scam, uh, and it comes in over the internet, on your mobile device, on your phone, and they want to be paid in um, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, that's a huge red flag. Uh, I see some other kinds of scams that appear to be targeting seniors, romance, investment, tech support, charity. Uh, Is there much in the way of door-to-door scams anymore? Are people knocking on the door of homes that they know uh, seniors live in? The door-to-door stuff does still happen, and there are, um, I would say, rings of people that are still engaged in this and doing it, and they definitely, I think, gather good information on the neighborhoods that they target to know who's living in that neighborhood in terms of the demographic or if there are uh, older adults living in that neighborhood, usually neighborhoods where you know, there's potentially some resources. Um, and the the variety that I have seen are more of the um, renovation or home repair frauds. Okay. Well, yeah, where they will attend and either give a very outrageous quote, you know, for a home repair that would cost a fraction of what they're saying and commit the fraud that way for home repairs. Or they will... Um, target someone and then start to see uh, whether they remember that person or that person being there or paying for things. So what we've seen is um, uh, uh, usually a few people um, identifying a target in the community, an older adult or senior. They'll go up and see if they agree to, you know, the home repairs, renovations, cleaning, that kind of thing, and for what dollar amount. And they will usually then not either not do it or they'll do something that's not worth the value that they quoted or the quote is absolutely out of the ballpark for what it should be costing. And then they'll often go back over and over again and ask for the, you know, the more money or the money that they agreed to to be paid. And often um, some folks still living independently in the community don't remember if they paid or not. Um, They trust that if this person saying that they didn't pay, they didn't pay. So, uh, you know, what we see, which is is pretty astounding because a lot of people do have uh, resources, is that uh, someone may write a $10,000 check many, many times. Um, or in, in some instances, these people are very good at grooming and winning your trust, and they will then take, you know, the individual to the bank and access more money than that. And, you know, the person may not know uh, whether they paid or not or may not be given the opportunity to check or call someone to help them check their bank records and uh, end up losing a lot of money for usually either nothing done or something that is in no way what was promised to them. Uh, not even Canada Revenue Agency is exempt from being used uh, to target people. 
Yes, yeah. So I'm really glad we're talking about this one because in my professional circles as well as my personal circles, uh, we're sure aware that these calls and texts and probably emails are coming in kind of fast and furiously. And they are um, either like usually one of two things, either uh, saying that Canada Revenue Agency has um, reviewed files and owes the person money and would like to make a direct deposit into a bank or access information so that they can reimburse the citizen, or they're saying that they've issued a warrant for the person's arrest, or they're about to do that, again, the urgency, and they want that person to pay what they're saying that through their you know, reevaluation is owed. Um, so again, people um, that they're targeting are often folks that are um, either retired or they're still working, very hardworking people that were very responsible with their money. They do not want to do anything wrong, let alone go to jail. So they f- are very stressed by this um, possibility and um, really just kind of want to do what they need to do so that they're in good standing with Canada Revenue and they're in good standing with, you know, all these kind of ridiculous threats that they're making. And and the thing about Canada Revenue is that if somebody on the phone identifies themselves as a spokesperson for that agency, uh, people tend to pay more attention, it seems to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think you can, you know, certainly take your time if that comes in and make a call to um, Canada, to Revenue Canada or to the Canada Revenue Agency. And um, I know that they have a line that they answer there for support. Um, You can also have a login and go into their website and check and see things. They do things very officially. Um, so they would never do business this way. Um, they, you know, as we all know, we file our taxes. They are very official in terms of notices um, and um, how they contact you and how you deal with anything owing or, or your reimbursement from them. That's Susan Westenberger from the Elder Abuse Response Team of the Calgary Police Service. The lesson from her comments is do not readily accept something you are told over the phone or at the door. Do some checking. In the case of the grandparent scam, call the parents right away and find out the real status of your grandchild. And under no circumstances do you send money or credit to anyone until you have checked the authenticity of the request. In a moment, Sherry McMillan will join us to talk about the family involvement in a life planning exercise. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. 